0: Welcome to this episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Reagan Rose. Well, we're living through strange times. Um, I don't need to be the one to tell you that. It's all over the news. It's all over social media. And it is just everywhere. People are panicked. The world is changing. And it's just, it's strange. I don't know how else to put it. I'm, of course, talking about the COVID-19 stuff, and I don't want to do a whole episode about COVID-19. I don't want to add to the the fear or the depression or the anxiety around that. Um, I want to focus, actually, in this episode on some of the opportunities that this pandemic and the subsequent shutdown that a lot of us are experiencing. Um, Some having to shift to work from home, some um, being put out of work altogether for who knows how long. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about how we can take advantage of this situation and even in the midst of it, act like productive stewards of the time and the resources the Lord has given us. Uh, Because as we talk about on this podcast, we're to be productive, Christians are to be productive with everything. It's not just about uh, stewarding our finances well, it's about stewarding our lives well and our energy and our resources and our jobs. And I would add to that that it's even about stewarding our catastrophes well. And what I mean is taking advantage of even these scary times to glorify god in them even this is something that's been brought by the sovereign god of the universe uh in your life to bring about good for you ultimately ultimately to bring about good for you and that good may be just to be frank it may be that uh some of us will die from this i don't know if it's being overhyped i don't know how bad it really is it's hard to tell um but ultimately, we know, Romans 8.28, that he works all things together for good. For He works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Um, so we don't know what that's going to look like. And I don't want to be all doom and gloom. I'm trying not to be. But I also don't want to make light of it. Uh, I believe that um, catastrophes and fearful situations like this, the christians need to have a a full-hearted faith that can look something like that square in the eye and say yes this is bad but yes my god's still in control yes this is scary and i don't know what's going to happen but my god does and i trust him and i trust that he loves me and that ultimately he will get glory from this and my responsibility in the midst of a catastrophe is not to worry, it's not to be filled with uh, God-doubting anxiety, it's not to um, freak out and steal all the toilet paper, Uh, it's to be responsible for your family, for for those things which the Lord has given you to steward, and it's to continue to be a productive steward in those things that you can control, in the sense that the things you have responsibility over. Look, I can't stop the virus. You can't stop the virus. Uh, There's nothing I can do about that. And so being anxious and wringing my hands over that really does not do a lot of good, but what I can do is I can be responsible. And and part of that is of course, following the guidelines that people are putting out there to to wash your hand, to social distance, to, um, to step away from society and hole up in your home if, if necessary. Um, And that's actually what we're doing here at the the Rose household. Um, I live in California and the governor has issued, uh, as of last Thursday uh, evening, he issued a a stay at home thing. So we're all told don't go to work, don't be around other people, just hide out in your house like a a hermit or an introvert. And that's what we're doing, and we're trying to be responsible with that. And that has brought with it a lot of like little challenges and stuff. How do you transition work, uh, even um, with my job with Grace to You, trying to figure out well how do we how do we move this thing from where we're all in the office together to we're all still trying to do the same stuff, but all from our houses? That presents interesting challenges. But what again I want to emphasize is that it presents unique opportunities this crisis this pandemic this fear-filled providence from the lord brings with it opportunities to glorify god in unique ways that we wouldn't have had otherwise call me an optimist but i prefer to call myself a christian and i really do believe that there is something in this that we can use to bring god glory and to serve one another even better and that's actually, in fact, been one of the things that's been most uh, exciting to me, just watching what's happening within churches, right? You know, it's been a couple of weeks now since they issued that um, recommendation and then eventually in some places a mandate to not gather in 250, in groups of 250 or more, right? So that was like a big huge deal. And, and I go to a very large church and we had more than 250. So we, we had to stop our our services and go completely online. And I've even been in contact with um, some smaller churches that now as that number is narrowed and narrowed and narrowed and narrowed where they're like, okay, it don't even be around 10 people. Um, churches are figuring out for the first time, some of them, how do we actually get our sermons online into the homes of people live how, how do you do church at a distance and and you know people even theologically are sort out uh, ecclesiologically right doctrine of the church w- what does this mean if we can't gather as saints for a little while but we we now have we have technology to enable us to sort of digitally gather what does that mean and what are what are the consequences of that and what is it we're missing out on and what's fellowship at a distance look like using technology I think these are Um, fascinating inquiries that are coming about because of this, that the church really does need to think through. We really do need to know what it is that, that we're missing out on through digital interactions. And also, I think face up to that, especially in a situation like this, having that digital interaction is better than nothing. And so having a live stream or having a video chat or even a phone call or a text with people, there are um th- th- there's a place for that and technology can be very very useful for the church especially in times like this so that's been exciting to see because i think that the end result of that is a lot of churches are going to be able to minister to their homebounds the people at the church who can't come anymore in pers- person because of illness or because um or simply because they're they're too uh they've they've come to an age where they just can't get out of the house anymore and that means that this live stream stuff, even once we're all back at our churches and all this blows over, Lord willing, that those people will still have, now have access to their church's Sunday service via live stream because the church was forced to by this crisis figure out how to do that. So that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really good, and we should celebrate that and we should give praise to the Lord because of that. Um, the other thing I've seen uh, churches and other believers doing is a lot more people. Uh, individuals and churches producing not just live stream, but other online content. I'll use my own church as an example. I've just been really encouraged to see some of the little videos that they're putting out. Um, some of the, the Sunday school groups are putting together Facebook groups for people to connect where we didn't have those before, uh, and just finding ways to be more involved in each other's lives with those digital touch points. Where they've always been there, but we haven't—I don't think—hitherto been leveraging these digital technologies to the extent that we can to not replace but supplement in-person fellowship, uh, and to see those as a blessing from the Lord in ways that can can help facilitate a continued and even more um, intimate relationships with people uh, from your church or your family as well. So that's been encouraging. And this really shouldn't be a surprise. You know, crisis often drives progress. You look at um, both world wars, um, how much technological progress came out of that, and even societies, how much the world changed, especially Western world changed because of those wars. Um, The the crises drives progress in some ways. And sometimes it can drive regress too, you know, negative um, progress where, where we actually end up worse off. But in a lot of ways, progress is driven by crisis. And so, um, we should be thankful for where we do find that in the midst of a crisis like this and try to take full advantage of it. So exciting stuff is happening, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was of course, opportunity. How do you make the most of this opportunity? If this is an opportunity, uh, in what way is it one Reagan? How do you actually utilize this? Well, let me talk a little bit about um, making the most of working from home. Um, This is one I've seen a lot of articles and and people commenting on this, especially here again in California. New York, I think, now has has issued a statewide mandate and Illinois and possibly other places. And by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be more states that have issued stay at home mandates uh, because of COVID-19. But what that means is a lot of people are trying to figure out working from home for the first time. And this is not without its challenges. And really, the, the question is, how do I stay productive in my pajamas? No, that's, that's not really the question. But, but it is. It, you, moving out of an office environment... Um, or some jobs can't be done from home, right? Like, uh, um, if I, if I mow lawns or I do, um, if I drive a truck, I can't exactly do that from home. Right. And so your, your work may be hampered in different ways because you're avoiding physical contact or maybe you're out of work altogether because of this. And so there's unique opportunities there too, for how to, how to think about, well, what do I do with this? How do I glorify God? How do I not resort to complaining? But I can speak to the issue of of people who do office work, who are trying to work from home for the first time. And so let me speak to the area that I, I kind of know the best, which is that type of work. Um, Like I mentioned, we had to all from from grace to you, we're all working from home for the most part, except for just a bare minimum of people that, that have to be there to do to keep things running. And this is something that I have done many times in my life work from home stuff. I I did freelance, uh, doing wedding videos and event, uh, photography and video for many years, uh, freelance web design and development. And so there was many, many times and periods of my life where I didn't have an office and I just did it from the kitchen table or, a or a desk, um, in my home and, There are also many periods of my life where I have worked in a traditional office environment or worked in that kind of way where you're around other people. And I would just say this, there are are major differences between the two. And what I see a lot of on social media right now is people complaining about the difficulty of working from home. Like, oh, my kids are annoying me to no end. Or, oh, it's hard, so hard to get anything done because, you know, you don't have somebody there, like, keeping you accountable. And so you, you drift through the day. Or people are just bored because they, they can't socialize. And a lot of people get their socializing from their work. Um, so how do you face some of those challenges of working from home? And how do you take advantage of what I see is just the insane, awesome advantages of working from home? Uh, So I want to talk about a couple of those real quick. Um, How can we carpe quarantine with um, working from home? Well, one of the advantages, uh, (laughs) I guess this goes both ways, but um, if you have a lot of kids in the house, one of the disadvantages of working from home can be the distractions, or if you don't have a place to get away to. Uh, I have this here garage in which I am recording this, and this is my ability to be able to get away from the distraction of being in the house and still get work done. Um, But conversely, it it actually for a lot of people, I think it might be the opposite, where uh, working in an office can actually be more distracting for them than working at home. and Maybe you haven't even recognized this before. with yourself, but all of the little social interactions, people dropping by your office, the little interruptions, just the small things that make your day kind of fly by. And you're like, how did I not get anything done today? Is because there's a, there's distraction, um, often necessary distraction that comes from working in an office environment with other people in person. And if you're able to, Working from home can actually mitigate some of that distraction and in that way provide an excellent opportunity for you to do deep focused work that you couldn't otherwise do at least not to the same degree and to that I say take advantage of that opportunity take advantage of that Um, a couple things you can do is uh, take advantage of self education or, or professional development during this time. Um, A lot of people, you know, they'll want to do some uh, online courses or some reading in their field of work so that they can become a better worker, a better laborer for their company and thus a better steward of that responsibility. But it's difficult to find the time to do that. Well, that's a wonderful thing to be able to just go through some online training stuff, uh, maybe to develop in a new area or a new skill set or whatever it may be. Do that while you're working from home, because you can have a big chunk of time that you set aside for that, and really get into it and not be so distracted, so that the information doesn't really sink in, as can often happen at at the office. So do that. That's actually one of the things um, I've I was doing on Friday is, excuse me, working from home, I was working through a course on some new technology having to do with Uh, web development and app development, and trying to understand some of the methodology that's changing in the industry in a deeper way than just what I normally do, reading articles and, and, and things of that nature. I really did a deep dive on some things, and it has been already tremendously beneficial. And again, that's something that wouldn't have been impossible, but it's a little bit more difficult to do in a normal office environment. So that's one way to take advantage of it. Uh, Another way to take advantage of working from home is that you can uh, rethink your breaks. So in in an office environment, you have different times. Perhaps we take a break, a lunch break, or even a 15-minute break, or just any time where you take a break. (laughs) Yeah, let me just belabor the point about breaks for a while longer. You get it. A break's a break. So how could you think about breaks differently at home? How can you take advantage of the opportunity how can you be a better steward of those one that i think should be obvious is if you are married or if you have kids if uh or even roommates or anything why not take advantage of that break by spending time with other people um and that that's what i've gotten to do we do uh two walks a day that's what we did on friday and that's what we plan to do uh going forward is my wife my son watson and our dog harvey we go for a walk down to the park and that's, I clear my head, just take a break, go do that, then come back and get back to it. Um, for lunchtime, we get to share lunches together. That's incredible. That's a really wonderful thing that we don't always get to do every day. And so I see that as an absolute win. I, I see that as a, as a wonderful opportunity. Uh, and that wouldn't be possible if, uh, things were different and we were uh, back at the office. So yeah, uh, be optimistic. Um, the other thing that's kind of a, can be a con. And this is, I've seen people complain about this, not in a negative way, but just saying, Hey, I'm bored. I'm having a tough time being, being home and being isolated. And one of the pieces of advice that's circulating, which I think is good is people say, well, keep a schedule. Here's the number one thing you can do is keep a schedule, pick out what you're going to do for the day and then plan when you're going to do it and stick to that. And let me just add some anecdotal, you know, just add to that just from my own experience and affirm that that is 100% excellent advice. Many people, I think, if if you've gone through like a traditional work environment your day is kind of scheduled for you you know what i mean it you may have times that are open and then you can kind of work on what you want to work on but in a lot of ways it's kind of like well you're bracketed by meetings 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 uh, and then you have assignments that you're given to you and you got to get through those and and your day just kind of falls into place without you trying to proactively plan for what you're going to do that day. And in fact, for a lot of people, even if they did try to plan their day, it would get interrupted or changed because um, they're being directed by people about them in the organization for what they need to be doing. And it can be a hard shift and kind of destroy the transmission of your thinking to go from your day being externally directed to being self-directed. where you kind of have to decide what you're going to do with your time. And a lot of people, they just lose it when that happens. They don't know how to function within that. And I I had to learn how to do this when I was doing freelance. And I had to do it when I was pastoring as well, because nobody, nobody's there to tell you, well, what are you doing? What are you working on? What's your next thing? It's very much self-directed and you can lose a lot of time Uh, if you're not careful, if you don't plan well. And so I would encourage you to plan, Um, keep a schedule. In fact, I'll show you this, the people who are watching on YouTube, if you're listening, I'll describe it. Um, this is just a really simple way to make a schedule for yourself. It's it's called time blocking and I have an article about it, which I'll link to, but essentially all this is, is I broke my day down into half hour segments. So 30 minutes. And I just wrote all this down on a piece of paper. Uh, and In in the video, if you're watching, you see it's in a notebook. And I just wrote down the day from 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. And I wrote down some tasks. What are the key things I wanted to get done today? Uh, And the two things I had on here were, this is a Sunday, so I'm not working today. But one of the two things I wanted to do today was record and edit this podcast. And I wanted to organize some baby clothes because uh, I'm just trying to move some stuff out of the house uh, as my son gets older and put it into a, a system so we can find it later if the Lord blesses us with other children. So what I do is I, it's, it's really two steps. I'm not going to belabor this point because it's so obvious, but it's two steps. Decide in the very beginning of the day or the night before, what is it that you want to get done? What is it you want to get done today? So let's say it's Monday morning. You're listening to this and you're driving into work you say, or you can't drive into work because you're quarantine. That's what we're talking about. Sorry. I forgot for a second. Um, <laughs> it's Monday morning. You roll out of bed. What are you going to do? Well, one, and actually this is sidebar real quick. If you are working from home, I would very much encourage you to follow the same routine, uh, at your home that you normally do shower, shave, get ready, get dressed, put your shoes on, act like you're going to work. Just because you can work in your pajamas doesn't mean it's the necessarily the best idea. I think there's something that, um, mentally happens to us, uh, where the way in which we dress non-verbally communicates even to ourselves, the seriousness of what we're doing. And if you dress like you do on a Saturday, when you're just going to laze about the house, um, on a day when you should be working at the house, you're, you're, you're probably going to be a little bit lazy because of that. So just hot tip for you. Um, but what I was going to say is, so after you get ready, you're all dressed and then you go to your place where you're going to do your work for the day. Uh, What I would suggest to you is the first thing you do is decide what do I need to get done today? What's the big thing I need to do today? Uh, you can pick three things or you can just pick one big thing that you're just going to definitely get done. And then grab you a little piece of paper, like, like I did, or do it on a calendar on your computer and just go through and block out that first decide that chunk of time in which you're going to do that task and don't let anything else interrupt it. And this, this works in the office too, but I just think it's especially crucial when you're at home. And then work out from there. Schedule around that. Schedule some phone calls with, with people from work. I'll talk about communication in a minute. Um, schedule uh, when you're going to go on your walks with your family, like I said, or or when your meals are, or all those things. And just block out your whole day and just make a plan for what you're going to do. And then you won't have that experience of where you're just sitting there staring at the wall and you're like, I don't know what to do next. What should I be doing? I'm so bored. I feel like I'm not getting anything done. And you say, why, why am I experiencing this? Because at the office, normally you're going to be interrupted. There's going to be so much stuff happening all the time that you don't have the opportunity to run out of things to do. Do you know what I mean? So make a schedule that's really going to help you. And and that helps as well. Um, just FYI with, um, with, uh, I don't know if I want to call it depression, but the, sometimes this can happen to me and it often happens on Saturdays remarkably is I, I look forward to having this day where it's going to be kind of like downtime and I don't have any responsibilities. I'm just doing anything. I'm just going to read all day. Right. But then I get bored of reading so fast that I'm just like, well, now what do I do? And I actually get sad because I feel like I'm, I feel useless. I think that's what it is. I'm like, I'm not getting anything done. And so what I have to do, and in fact, most of these, uh, in this notebook that I was just showing, uh, most of the day, I don't block out every day like this, but it's usually the weekends that I do. In fact, I was flipping through this and it was last Saturday that I did the same thing because I kind of have to have a plan Otherwise I'm going to have a really uh, rough day and I'm not going to get anything done and I'm not going to feel relaxed. I'm going to feel a little bit depressed because I feel so useless. So make a schedule, self-educate, take advantage of the advantages of being able to be home. Um, Rethink your breaks. What else was there? Oh, staying connected, staying connected. This one's big. So this is, an obvious disadvantage of being stuck at home is it's hard to stay connected with people. You can't hang out. You can't touch their faces anymore because of all the rules. It's just terrible. Why can't we touch each other's faces anymore? Um, (laughs) I'm just making a joke. Uh, I, when we were still at the office, my wife uh, had asked me, um, what is your work doing anything different now that, you know, the COVID-19 stuff is, is happening. This is before we all kind of got kicked out and it was the early days of the virus. And, um, you know, people were starting to say the stuff about make sure you're washing your hands and don't touch your face. And, uh, I said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our office is doing a lot. We've actually switched to, we're only doing cheek kisses now. And she looked at me like, what? <laughs> but we don't, we don't kiss by the way. Um, gosh, I should definitely cut this part out, but you know I'm not going to, and you're going to love it. Um, Communication can become an issue. Communication can become an issue when you're distant from people. But it's like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, we have technology. We can rebuild the communication. We can reach out to people through our phones since like forever ago, Alexander Graham Bell. We have been able to call people, but now we can text. Now we can even video chat and we have email, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most of us are not intentional communicators. And so when you're distant from people and your default is not to have like a strategy for staying in touch with people. You find those connections breaking down. Cause so that can be family, that can be friends, but particularly let's just talk in in work environment. Is you need to stay connected to the people at your work if you guys are going to collaborate and get stuff done. And so I would encourage you as one of the ways to uh, make sure that you're you're not um, you know losing out uh, from being having to work from home is be uh, intentional about communicating with people at work and so send emails more often than you would make phone calls I think phone calls are awesome look I hate talking on the phone as much as anybody but you can't beat it it's a really wonderful mode of communication and you don't have to compose a big email oftentimes you have this email chain that goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth when you could have solved the problem with a five minute phone call um, so take advantage of those things be hyper communicative I would say and uh maybe you don't use this yet or maybe you do at your office is i let me extol the virtues of team chat what is team chat well like slack or microsoft teams is is one of my favorite ones to use is these software programs that allow you to get a bunch of people in a circa early 2000s aol style chat room and talk shop talk business so, so this is one of the first things I did when I found out that my team would all be shifting to work from home uh, for the next who knows how long, is uh, we got on Microsoft Teams. It's free. You can do it. Slack is free, too. And I just invited everybody. Basically, it's a giant text group for people where you can also share files, link to stuff. You can do it on your any computer or um, smartphone. Uh, you can even, with most of them, with Teams, you can do really awesome video chats, too. It's just it's a really great way to stay in touch and it's it's that sweet spot between an email and a phone call right so an email it's kind of like i can wait on that a phone call it's like super super urgent team chats just like a text it's kind of like here i'm gonna give you a little piece of information i might ask you a question and get back to me you know when you can and it, it facilitates i think Better than email or a phone call, it facilitates informal communication, which is much more similar to the type of communication that you would have in an office environment where someone just uh, just dropping by, you know, and, and good things come out of those talks. And so I highly recommend Team Chat. And so I would just commend Slack or, or Microsoft Teams to you for that, or even Discord, if you're familiar. Uh, get on those and stay communicating. Well, I know a lot of this is not going to be applicable or as applicable to uh, parents with older kids who might normally be at school and you're kind of figuring out what to do with them. But some of it is, uh, I think the especially the advice about keeping a schedule, kind of deciding what you're going to do in advance is big. And I think ultimately, probably the biggest thing that I would just say to you, and I just offer this humbly is, I know that it's hard, but look see the opportunity here. Look at the advantages that are being presented to you. You're able to be with your family. You're able to be together. Uh, that's huge. That's huge. And that's uncommon and that's hard to make that adjustment. But even if it's hard, let's take full advantage of the opportunities and the blessings. And I know that sounds crazy to say this, but there are blessings even in the midst of the hardship that this, uh, pandemic is presenting us with. And so let's thank the Lord for those blessings. That doesn't mean that we're disregarding that, that this is hard, that this is scary, that this is bad and people are even dying from it. But the blessings that do come with it, let's praise God from whom all blessings flow. Let's, let's turn our, our thankfulness to him and let's be good stewards of the time that we have. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded of Ephesians 5:18, right? Ephesians five eighteen it tells us that we need to be redeeming the time because the days are evil. And these are evil days, folks. There's no mistake about it. But let's be all the more diligent to redeem that time, to be productive Christians, even in the midst of this, for God's glory and for our benefit. And so I'll leave you with that. And i I'll be here as long as the Lord uh, enables me. We're going to have more blog posts, more episodes of the podcast coming out. And uh, I want to be a resource to you. So please do reach out to me on on social media. You can always email me at reagan at redeemingproductivity.com. And if there's any way in which I I can help point you to to good resources that might be helpful in some of these things, I want to be that to you. So please do reach out. Um, So I will catch you here next week. But until then, remember this, that in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God.